everyone, and welcome to 7 Mile Chats, a podcast where each week I, Julia Struckley, talk with someone about a scripture verse of their choosing, and we look at that scripture from different angles. I'm a scripture teacher at a Catholic school, I've been a youth minister, and I have a master's in theology, but the purpose of this podcast is just to have a conversation about scripture and try to apply it to today's world. And today I'm walking and talking with someone I've not yet met in person, but was a connection through Instagram. She's an actress, a singer, and a teacher. It's Kayleen Seidel. Hi, Kayleen. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well today. How are you? Doing well, doing well. You said you're um, currently in New York? Yes, I am. New York City. Well, Queens, specifically. That's awesome. Um, And so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, how long you've been there or where you're from? Absolutely. So I've been here in New York for almost nine years, which is so hard to believe. Um, I grew up in Missouri, so very different here in the big city from where I grew up and have been doing musical theater since moving here. The pandemic got a little interesting, but gave me what I like to call the gift of time to start my teaching that I had always thought about doing. So now I've been for almost two years running my own um, voice voice studio business and I'm just launched a new teaching workshop business, if you will, called Vocal Motion with a friend training singing and dancing at the same time. So keeping very busy, keeping very busy. That's good. That's awesome. I um, have a similar, not not totally similar, but I grew up in the Midwest. I'm originally from Ohio. And then I went to school in Washington, D.C. and spent some time in the D.C. area for a while. I have a musical background. I'm a classically trained pianist and I sing a little bit, but I'm not I'm not like (laughs) vocal performance. I was more piano. Um, A lot of my friends, like I, you know, took classes in the music school and uh, where I went at Catholic University um, had a really strong musical theater program. So I definitely have a lot of friends who did musical theater. So I I love musicals. So amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So I'm assuming your background is Catholic or Christian or. Yes. So I, yes, I grew up, um, I grew up Catholic, although I joke that the first 10 years of my life, I was raised Baptist because my (laughs) mother was Baptist, well, evangelical, but where we were, there wasn't an evangelical church she liked. So she went to the Baptist church and my dad went to the Catholics. We would, we would all go together, but we would go back and forth between the churches and it got a little confusing at times, mm-hmm. as you can imagine. But my mom ended up converting to Catholicism when I was 10. Um, so then we were just exclusively at the Catholic church. But I like to say that, I mean, I don't know. It's, I love that you're doing this um, podcast and talking more about scripture because I feel like at least where I grew up, study of the Bible and like knowing, being able to open the Bible and go to a certain chapter, my Catholic friends just didn't really know mm-hmm. that as well but I did Awana when we went to the Baptist church and so I did all the memorizing verses and Bible quizzes and all sorts of stuff so I feel like I know the Bible a lot better than I might mm-hmm. have if I hadn't had that so this is really great to be seeing this but yes I'm I'm Catholic I attend um, St. Paul the Apostle in Manhattan which is just off Columbus Circle beautiful beautiful parish and my husband and I have just been working on post-pandemic revitalizing our young adult ministry. So we're on the leadership team for that, which has been such a joy to be a part of. Well, that's great. I've been in youth ministry forever, so I I, I love that you're doing that. And um, 
Yeah, I thank you for sharing a little bit more of your story. I help out at my parish with the RCIA program, which you might be familiar with. Yeah. It brings yeah, adults into the church. Did you have to go through that at, since you were like 10, you said? So, no, they, they did everything. My family did everything with us. It was as okay. if, yes, I was raised Catholic from birth. So I did Catholic baptism, Catholic First Communion. I did all of that. Um, my mother, of course, as I said, went through it. And my husband was actually raised Episcopalian, but didn't go to church very much until I started dragging him to St. Paul <laughs> here in New York. And he actually just went through RCIA in 2020. Bad. So awesome. he missed, you know, all of the big yeah. stuff, but they finally got officially confirmed in the fall of 2020. So I got to kind of re-see that RCIA process as an adult as he was going through it. That's awesome. And you mentioned too that it's true, like us as Catholics, even though scripture is throughout the mass, we don't, we can't like just rattle off Bible verses and pull them up from memory like our Protestant brothers and sisters can. So I'm excited to talk about the scripture that you've chosen and like why you chose it. So um, you've chosen 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. And I'm going to have you read that for us and then we'll talk about it. Great. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's suffering, who also will share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourselves to your elders. All of you, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Okay, so I'm going to give a little context about Peter's letter. We've done a lot of Paul's letters on this podcast, <laughs> and we've done, I mean, it's easy to do most of the New Testament are oh, his yeah. letters. Um, we've done a little bit of John and a little bit from James, but this is the first time someone's picked anything from Peter's letters, which there are two short letters mm-hmm. attributed to Peter. It's, it's possible that the beginning of this letter was like... Um, an address that he was giving and somebody wrote it down. And then probably the latter part was like a a follower of his that wrote it, but um, definitely like inspired by Peter. And, you know, this is when the early church is getting started. And so this part of first Peter that you've chosen from chapter five starts off by addressing, like you mentioned, the elders of the church, which would have been like the priests and kind of the deacons and the leaders of the church at the time. So he's giving instructions for them and how they should conduct themselves. And then it gets into the latter part, what you read, how like new Christians should conduct themselves. And that's what a lot of these early letters are like giving instructions for the early church and early Christians. So um, that's a little bit of kind of what we're dealing with, but I would love to know why you chose this passage. Absolutely. So I originally, first Peter five, seven came to mind and that's kind of what drew me to this. I decided to add some more on because I thought there was really great stuff in the first six verses. Mm-hmm. But First Peter 5, 7 is one that I've carried with me often. I am, um, despite my generation, very much a paper planner person to this day. And I love my paper planner. And 
I customize it and it's, it's very much my, my, I don't know, non-religious Bible, I guess, if you will, <laughs> but I live my life off of that planner. And many years I've chosen to put first Peter five, seven on the cover. Um, just because I think it, that casts all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. I'm mm-hmm. someone who's dealt with some anxiety issues in the past. And I mean, probably still present. Hello. But, mm-hmm. and being an actress and kind of a life that is unpredictable and kind of lacks routine and can be a little stressful. I just think I've always been drawn to this verse. Um, and then I spent some time reading around it in preparing for this podcast and thinking about a verse to pick. And I was like, gosh, you know, there's a lot of really interesting stuff in just the opening of chapter five. And I really loved, you know, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble and the things about, I think I just had a big message. I'm sure we'll talk more about this as we continue our chat, but just listening to people who have different perspectives from you, I think is really important right now um, in our current society. And yeah, I just, I think there's just some really good instruction in here. I agree. I, I agree with you that I'm, I've not personally suffered a ton from anxiety. I have a little history of depression in my background, which I've spoken about in the podcast, but um, I think you're right. I think especially with the pandemic in 2020, 21, 22, even, mm-hmm. you know, we are, we're all dealing with these anxieties because everything has been so that word that we've used so much unprecedented. And you mentioned kind of your life as an actress, like already you're kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. interesting that you, you have a planner because it's probably really hard to plan. I would assume <laughs> yeah. even before a pandemic, I don't know if you want to speak a little bit more about that, like how this verse applies specifically to your life. Yeah. Um, I mean, so yes, absolutely. The pandemic made life very difficult to figure out and plan at times. But even before, I think I'm oddly a very type A person that somehow landed myself in this industry of <laughs> the arts. Um, I mean, my favorite subject in school was math. Like, how did I get here? But I love singing. So I went for it. And it's been great so far. Um, but it, it's tricky. And I think Yes, I, I I like to plan things and often I don't know what's coming up next, but I think it just feels good to have some something concrete to hold on to and to re- reflect on and see how I'm spending my time too can be very helpful. I'm just a very visual learner and a visual person, um, but there can be a lot of anxiety around what is going to happen next. And, you know, we try, I try, I say we, but I, I try to control a lot that is not within my control. Mm -hmm, (laughs) And so mm -hmm. I have to turn to my faith a lot to remind myself that as much as I like to try to be in charge, I am not in charge. And so when those times comes up, um, those times come up, maybe if there's an audition I'm really excited about or a, a project that I'm, not sure if I'm going to be casting or not, you know, that the musical theater industry is very, you know, you do your audition. And then normally, I think a lot of job interviews, they at least send you a lovely little rejection letter or something. <laughs> and we don't get that, you know, we, yeah. we go in, we do these tons of auditions, and usually you don't hear anything back unless they want more. Um, and you just never know until you might mm-hmm. see a casting notice. You're like, oh, I guess that project got cast and I'm not in it or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot you have to let go a lot. And I'm not very good at that. So <laughs> that's why I chose to put First Peter 5, 7 
on my planner for many years because it's just a reminder that I might have these anxieties, but God's in control and God's going to take care of everything and things are going to happen the way the way they're supposed to. And I don't need to hold on to the anxieties and fears about what's going to happen. I think that only, you know, grew during the pandemic when I really didn't know what was going to be happening. Yeah, it's so true. I I think it's a great reminder for all of us, as I mentioned with the pandemic, but then certainly what you're describing. It is so interesting that you picked, um, I myself too, like I, I'm very type A and I'm a teacher now, so I can kind of have control over not everything, (laughs) but a lot of things in my classroom, like more so than an artist like yourself, where you really do have to kind of be at the whim of the art and other people. And so um, it is really interesting that you ended up in a career (laughs) that, you know, (laughs) know. is is kind of maybe against like what, I mean, it would be, it would be hard for me as, as someone who also like struggles with control. <laughs> um, yes. I can relate. So then I'm curious as to why. So like that makes sense. That that verse totally makes sense. I think it's beautiful to have that as a reminder, especially the latter part of that verse where it's like, well, cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like even if we don't necessarily struggle with anxiety, um, even though I think a lot of us do, I think it's just always a good reminder to be like, you know, God cares for you. Like we don't have right. to worry about this stuff because like he's got it. Like you mentioned, like whatever is going to happen is going to be his will, hopefully. And I'm going to try to do his will. And that's all I, that's all I can control is that I'm going to try to do his will and all things. Right. Right. Um, But I'm curious as why you picked, like why you wanted to include the, the previous verses too. So do you want to speak as to why those stood out to you so much? Yeah. So, you know, I, I feel like there has been a lot. How do I put this? So growing up in, in the Midwest and then being in New York City, I've got a very interesting Facebook news feed. (laughs) (laughs) No, same girl. I just think being Catholic, like just being Catholic, like it's a spectrum. I think people think it's one or the other, but it really is a spectrum. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I get it. I get it. (laughs) No, I'm so glad you did. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting, it's a very interesting thing. And I, um, you know, I'm someone who tries to and I hope we, you know, we all try to lead with love and um, not pass judgment. I, I, in my more adult years, I feel like I've gotten better about, you know, trying to see the other person's side of things or give someone the benefit of the doubt. You know, we always know people are going through more than we can possibly know. Um, and so I really try, sometimes it's very hard, but I really try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think I see a lot with a lot of controversial topics that come up, you know, that Facebook news feed is very black and white a lot of the time. And I know it comes from a lot of it, a lack of exposure to people who have different thoughts from Mm -hmm. themselves. And um, it comes from lack of exposure and lack of trying to be exposed to mm-hmm. things and thoughts that are different from your own. And so I just, I really loved just talking to the elders, yes, but also talking to the younger, you know, it's talking older and younger here, but I think mm-hmm. it can go for so many different, you know, opposing sides of the aisle on different things. Just mm-hmm. submit yourselves and clothe yourselves with humility. You know, God opposes the proud, 
Like, let's Mm -hmm. be humble. Let's take the time to listen to each other. And I also really love, um, I think it's that verse two, that that real instruction, um, you know, uh, watching over yeah, where is it? Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, because you're willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. You know, really thinking about what your motivations are mm-hmm. when you are talking to others, or or I think about, you know, not to get too much into politics, but just when people, when you have power, whether it's politics or power in some other form of your life, are you trying to push your own agenda, or are you are you wanting to help? Are you wanting mm-hmm. to listen and serve and understand and be an example that being and being examples to the flock, right? We don't always have to explain our agenda, but maybe if you have a strong agenda you're passionate about, just show it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's something that really gets lost a lot. I've, I've been saddened. It's um, lately. I, of that you know social media is hard but there's people who lately just really want to write off christianity because they feel like there's so much hate spewing from a lot of loud people claiming to be christians and i've had friends of mine thank me for some things i've posted from the christian perspective that are leading with love because Mm -hmm. it's apparently not very common and that Mm -hmm. it's really sad and it's just like that's that's what i think i loved about this versus just highlighting that being an example and looking at your what your motivations are and how how you are I guess spreading God's word right I mean this is instruction Mm -hmm. to new Christians too right Mm -hmm. um yeah I just I think there's a lot of really beautiful reminders of how to how to lead our Christian lives Absolutely. No, that's very well said. I, you know, I look at this and I, my translation has presbyters. um, So that's why my mind went to like the priests, but I think you're right. I think this could be, we could insert, you know, you and I have mentioned that we're in ministry. So like, what is the motivation behind our ministry or our leadership in the church Mm -hmm. or just for people on, on social media, just like any um, Christian, as you're mentioning, we can put ourselves in this and, and, you know, I don't think you have to be, I think it's certainly very convicting and hopefully for priests to read this and be like, you know, I need to lead my flock humbly and not be motivated with my own agenda. But um, I think also, like you said, all of us can relate to this, whether we're in a position of leadership or not, but certainly people in positions of leadership. And I can relate. I've, I was kind of losing my mind. I feel like there for a while, I'm starting to slowly get the handle back on it. But like, as a Christian, I'm same thing. I'm just like, wait, you and I are reading these, these verses. And like, we get, you know, we get what it's saying, like be humble and not push your agenda and all this stuff. So how are other Christians reading this in a completely different way was like my struggle for a very long time. And kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast and just like, let's talk about like what the scripture is really saying and how we're interpreting it, you know? Yeah. I don't want to re- respond to any of that, but. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very real, right? The, the use of the Bible and the use of verses and how, yep. how we use them and what context we take them in. I mean, I have, I, I love my family members dearly, but some of them are the ones that I get into little heated things on Facebook yeah. every now and then with, um, because I have, you know, come to a big diverse city and I have been exposed to people that have made me think about different things. And I posted something who even knows what it was at this point, but I had an, I had an aunt who I knew didn't like what I posted 
based on our relationship and conversations we've had in the past, but the comment she left on my post was, I don't remember which verses now, but it was like Matthew such and such. And I responded with Matthew something else because it was like, yes, you're holding on to this. I think it might've been, I don't want to quote it wrong, but it might've been something about those who aren't for us or against us or something like that. And mine Mm -hmm. was like, love your neighbor. (laughs) You know, it was like, so it was just like, you know, there is a lot in, apologies if you can hear New York City in my microphone. (laughs) Um, But a lot of it is thinking about context and thinking about the bigger picture. And we can't just pick and choose. And I think that's why it was Mm -hmm. important to me too, even though I love first Peter five, seven, I wanted to not just pull a sentence and a verse. Like I like seeing what is around a, a verse. When someone throws that at me in a, you know, in a, heated debate about something, I love to go find that first yeah. and see what else is around that. Like what, where is this coming from? What story is being told here? Because mm-hmm. it's so easy to isolate something and use it for maybe that agenda that you want to push that maybe it wasn't being intended for, or maybe there are interpretations that can be talked about if you have more context. Absolutely. No, I mean, that's again, why I do what I do. <laughs> and I appreciate that. I think that what you said earlier that as Catholics, we don't know the context um, of the scripture that well. And so that's what I try to do is just like, you know, this is what Peter maybe was going on at the time. And that helps give us maybe some context. But I do think that this were the beauty of the Bible is that it's living and that it can mm-hmm. apply to us today. And that's why, you know, even though we weren't in this time period, you and I are still talking about it and getting something that we can apply. Right. Um, so it is, that's the beauty of scripture. But I loved how you were saying it's so interesting that, you know, you mentioned your aunt, like, and I've had these conversations too, where scripture is being quoted at me. And I'm like, but I know the scripture and like, but also this and, you know, and just, we can go back and forth. And so, yeah, then maybe we're missing the bigger picture if we're just going back and forth with these misinterpretations or different interpretations of scripture. I think we're missing the point then, you know? Right. Uh, Right. Absolutely. Because that's kind of what Jesus did. Like if I'm thinking about the gospels, you know, the, the Pharisees and whoever would come to him and say this teaching this law, mm-hmm. you know, it says this. And Jesus is like, well, but it also says this. So I guess nothing, none of this is new. Right. <laughs> you know, like this is like, we're just repeating history constantly. And totally. um, I wonder, you know, what Jesus is thinking when he's looking down and being like, man, didn't y'all learn? Like when I went through this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. I'm sure he's constantly laughing at us and yeah. what we're so, doing. So how can we maybe, act a little bit more humbly or live these instructions from Peter, would you say? What do you think? I think the biggest things that I think are the easiest, I mean, none of this is easy to live every moment of your life, right? right? Like life is hard to do well, um, but we constantly can strive to, I think the biggest takeaways are to listen and to do more leading by example than explanation. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of explaining and telling people what they need to do um, to do things the way you think they're supposed to be done. And I think a stronger, more powerful thing is just leading by example. Mm-hmm. And hopefully if, if that way you're, if you're leading, if you're living your life as an example of the things you believe in, then it should be, look desirable if it's really Mm -hmm. the way God wants us to be living, right? It should, it should be loving. People should be drawn to an example 
that is rooted in in love and acceptance and serving you know if we're i don't know i don't know if i'm explaining that well but i think i think it's it's important to just share share your beliefs and share how your view of the world and what you would like the world to look like just doing it ourselves and hoping that people see this example right if mm-hmm. we all do our part it's that old adult age old adage was like if we all do our part the world would be a beautiful place or Um, that so that I think and just and just listening that that humility that humbleness I think how the easiest way sometimes to be humble is just to shut our mouths right and just listen listen across the aisle listen to someone who is sharing a different viewpoint it doesn't mean you have to accept you know Mm -hmm. fully what they're saying but I think our world right now lacks so much lacks an ability to have conversation yeah you know absolutely. which is why yeah. this podcast is so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean I so my background is in theology but also I um, have a media studies background and I got my degree I got my degree before social media existed and things like that but I have I teach media literacy now to my students which are middle school students and they're very savvy like people think oh they don't know how to use but they they, oh, they, gosh, get they it. know it's, everything it's, yeah, it's more like our parents' generation that don't know how to use social media. But that's it's like I teach them what you're describing. Like, um, if we're going to be truly media literate, and and then I think also it relates to our faith, like being compassionate. You know, Jesus met people where they were at and listened, and but then challenged. Like, I think it's okay yeah. to challenge, but you need to listen first. And the problem with social media is it's a platform for us to just share our voices, which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. But then it's just like we can become the creator and think that we're the only voice or we only listen to the voices that we want to or that agree with us. And so to be truly be media literate is to do what you're describing is to like to listen to people from both sides of the aisle and have a conversation and a dialogue and you can challenge, but you need to listen. So I think that's a, I don't know, that's a great, yeah, that's what we should be doing. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think obviously we have to protect our, our mental health, but yeah. on, on those social media platforms, you know, I get a lot from my friends, you know, like, how do you put up with you know, seeing people's posts like this and you should just block them or unfriend them. And I'm like, as long as it's not affecting my mental health, yeah, I think it's really important that I don't because if I'm, that's the problem, right? We shut out. It's so easy. I mean, algorithms target showing us what we want to see and what we agree with. And so if right. we just cut out seeing anything from the opposite side or some, differs from our opinion, we're never going to be able to have a conversation because right. we won't understand where people are coming from and be able to talk about things, you know? So yes, if it's, if it's really detrimental to your mental health, please get off social media. Don't, you know, unblock right. the unhealthy people in your lot or block the unhealthy people in your lives on those platforms, of course. But if you can handle it, I think it's really informative. Like you said, that media literacy, right? We need to be educating ourselves on the, what's out there because Mm -hmm. if you want to talk to people and have conversations where you can learn from each other or maybe you feel like you can help impart some wisdom you've got to know what those people are thinking and being exposed to right right like what the arguments are and, and then yeah. you talk and that goes back to like, again, none of this is new. It goes back to like Greek rhetoric of like using facts, using emotions, ethos, pathos, logos. Yeah. Anyways, we, we do get into all of that. But I think to relate it back to the scripture, like 
again, it's about that motivation. So if we're going to have a conversation, again, I agree with you. I think, you know, we need to be in a mentally, there are definitely days where I'm just like, I'm not engaging with this person. Oh, there's, really? no, <laughs> there's no rationalizing with this person, you know, oh, but, really? um, but if we can engage and have an argument, we need to know like what you were saying, like what those effective like arguments are going to be and like, and, yeah. and how to appeal to their, um, to their emotions and their thoughts. And, and, and then I think that's the Christian thing to do. I think, again, that's what Jesus would do is meet people where they're at. So yeah, I don't know. Anything else you want to say about this verse before we wrap up any kind of last takeaways? Oh, I don't think so. I think it's really just listen. You know, it's so funny that I came to this. I'm just realizing this now that I came to this idea of just really listen because I like to choose a word of the year and my word of the year this year is listen. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very funny that that is showing up yet again. Thank you, God, for that. Yeah. Reminder. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's, it's really just, if that's the things to take away that I'm going to take away, I think from this conversation, it's just remembering to notice what example I'm putting out there and listening to those who maybe are harder to listen to at times because you might learn something you weren't going to learn otherwise. And the phrase that also is sticking out to me is not because you must, but because you are willing. Mm. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something to really reflect on, right? Mm -hmm. We don't, we don't do this because we have to, I mean, sometimes we do, but we really Mm -hmm. want our heart to be in it. Amen. Yeah. Christianity, that could be a whole other conversation. Uh Yeah. Like Christianity, I think sometimes we get, at least I personally get into this rut of just like what it means to be a Christian. It's like, oh, I have to go to mass. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have to fulfill these obligations, but I should be willing. So I like how you said to think about that verse, that verse two, and like, what is our heart? You know, Mm -hmm. are we doing it just because out of obligation or are we doing it because we're willing. I like that right. a lot. There's yeah. so much here. I'm, I'm really like, I, I never know why people pick, you know, what they pick, but I think there's a lot here. I love this description of um, what Christian leadership should look like and our motivations and humility. And, and even mm-hmm. that last part about just like casting our anxieties, I think it does all lead to having to listen, whether it be listen to others, listen to our hearts or listen to God and his will. You know, I think mm-hmm. all of that can go back to that, that word for sure. So thank you for bringing this to us in our conversation. Um, at the end, I like to give people a chance to plug. I know you got a lot of projects going on. So where can we check you out, find you on social media? What would you like us to look at? Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram. I have a few. I've got at Kayleen Seidel, my name or my personal Instagram. Then I've also got at singing cyclist NYC, which will be getting more active in the next month or so where I raise money to, uh, for research to fight children's cancer. And I sing while I bike around NYC, kind of <laughs> comical. And then I'm launching just in the next couple of weeks, um, vocalmotion.co at vocalmotion.co for my singing and dancing training. So lots, lots of fun socials to yeah, check out. Yeah, a lot going on. And you have a website <laughs> yeah. too, right? Yes, yes. It is KayleenSeidel.com. Keep it nice and simple. That's all my all my performing stuff, all my teaching, my private teaching. So you can find me all over. <laughs> 
That's awesome. And if you all would like to learn more about me or this podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at Seven Mile Chats, all spelled out. I'm also on Twitter at Mistruckley1, M-S-S-T-R-U-K-E-L-Y-1, where I tweet about what I'm doing in my classroom and Catholic education. And if you'd like to be a guest, you can find me there. It's how Kayleen and I got connected. Um, and I'd love to hear from you. So thanks, Kayleen, for doing this. This was a great conversation. Thank you so much, Julia. Bye, everyone.